this podcast is just for senior members. Uh, we're just kidding. It's for everybody. Welcome to How Do We Human. It's the podcast where we overanalyze all the weird and uncomfortable micro moments in life. I'm one of your hosts, Seven Cox. And I'm one of your senior members, Chris Binning. <laughs> Today we're talking about workplace politics. <laughs> <laughs> you know them, you love them. Uh, before we get into that, I I don't have to know, but I'm curious. How you doing? Um, I'm doing. I'm doing okay. I was going to say cranky, but that's because oh. I watched six hours of that impeachment trial today. Um, <laughs> but the real answer that was having an effect on me too. <laughs> uh, the real answer, quote unquote, is that I'm doing okay, but I do have beef. <gasps> um. And it's with your uh, uh, prodigal child, Evernote. (laughs) I don't know what the deal with Evernote has been. But I get notifications once a week that's like, hey, you got a new login from Saudi Uh Arabia Uh or Brazil or Pakistan or... All these other countries of which I am not located. No. Um, and so I, I go in, I do revoke this device, yeah. and I uh, change the passcode and the password and everything. And then I'll get another email that's like a week later. Hey, just so you know, Argentina is looking at uh, your screenplay notes because that's all you have in here. But. <laughs> It's, I just, it, it didn't used to happen. Yeah. And now it happens all the time. Weird. That's not normal. (laughs) Thanks. Uh, yeah, that's, that's annoying. Yeah. And I, I can't get it. Like it usually Evernote used to just, you'd, you'd be on the Evernote app and it would just stay on, you know, like you, your screen wouldn't dim. It'd just be Mm -hmm. all Evernote all the time. And now. It doesn't do that. It don't do and that? I got, no. And then I got to go back in, and then I got to put in this passcode, and then I got to do oh all these other security God. measures. What the? Just for another country to log into my how, account. How is your Evernote app spelled? <laughs> I feel like you've got a weird busted version. Maybe. Like I mean, I've got, bloat. you know, it's spelled, it's spelled the, the normal way. It's got the elephant for the logo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, uh, I just put mine up on my phone. I'll see, but I'm pretty positive mine stays up. So, And I just, like, I don't know what my, what is so interesting about my Evernote that well, these, all these foreign countries want to get in on. They might be wanting to finance your films and they just can't wait for it to hit the, the blacklist, you know? Oh, and they keep they keep trying to, like, uh, create another note inside the account for me to see of, like, hey, we hey! want to finance. <laughs> but Stop I keep revoking our them. devices. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, so maybe it's a happy story. It could be. Uh, there's only one way to find out, and that's to let those devices stick around. Yeah, I'll <laughs> and put see a what note happens. in there that has all my contact information. That's smart. In case my they want to account reach number, you. my social security, in case they in really case do they wanna... want to finance my yeah. films, bank uh, routing number. Yeah, 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 all of it. Uh, Evan, who? How you doing? Me. 
I'm I am cranky. <laughs> <laughs> I told you I've been having a day, uh, which starts with the almost unbelievable. Like in the time that I I'm about to yawn. <sighs> That's how I yawn. That was not a yawn. That's how that I yawn a... now. COVID uh, classic this. existential COVID scream. <laughs> uh, I, in this time that I've been driving so little, I uh, decided I was like, I'm gonna, I was like, I'm bettering myself. <laughs> I'm getting rid of a bunch of shit. I'm gonna drop it off at Goodwill. And I drove there, and when I looked back, I had a flat tire, and I was like, oh man. I live close enough to the Goodwill that I'm like, all right, I can get back on this and then I'll put the spare on and tomorrow, because it was already in the evening. I'm like, the next day I'll go do that. So today is that day. I was, I called up the place. I didn't call them up. That would be brave. I went through their (laughs) website and made an appointment that way. Uh, This is basically just a series of all the things that stress me out happening at once. So uh, I have an appointment. I don't want to be late. I'm starting to, I'm doing work, so I'm starting to run to that point where I'm going to be late. And I'm like, all right, now I can leave on time. I can't find my wallet, which has never been an issue with me. I'm always, I always have my wallet on me. I'm not a person that takes their wallet out except to change it from pants to pants and to pay for stuff i can't find my wallet Uh, i ended up finding it like on a chair underneath a oven mitt (laughs) which i'm like that feels like i'm trying to sabotage myself (laughs) but i got it i'm driving the car and you know the the intersection because it's right the the pep boys next to moving arts uh okay yeah that horrible intersection right there it's like fountain where fountain turns into hyperion and it's just a clusterfuck yeah and that thing happened when i'm trying to take a left there's no light there i'm uh i'm trying to take a left and it's a two lanes and you know that road it goes so fucking cars are going fast zoom 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 and this car in the right lane decides to stop for me and i don't know how to be like that doesn't mean the other lane's gonna stop you're putting the onus on me to just creep out and so i started creeping out and it looked like i was totally clear and then all of a sudden in the next lane there's a car going a hundred miles per hour i nearly got t-boned they stopped and were honking at me the whole time and i was just so upset about it i didn't like it at all i don't want to get in the car accident it turns out uh then i pulled in this story's long i'm gonna try to condense it i pulled in and i got the attention of the guy because i'm like i don't really want to go inside if i if we could do this outside and he's like yeah just park your car there and we'll be out to because i had the appointment they're like great we'll fix your flat so i'm like okay and I'm just standing out there. And I'm standing there for like 20 minutes <laughs> before the guy comes back out and goes, Oh, you have to go inside. <laughs> God, God damn it. <laughs> I'm the worst. So I went inside 
And then it was like, I gave them the key. This always stresses me out because if they turn on my car, I'm Bluetooth connected and my music's going to start playing. I don't want them to know what music I'm listening to. So I shut my phone off so that they couldn't. Later, I walked past again and it ended up happening anyways. And I was embarrassed. Uh, But then I was like, oh, it's not. We can't just fix the one. It's like... Like they, you know, they always want you to get all new tires, but yeah, that's I think- what happened when I had a flat tire. I brought it in, and they were like, "Actually, we need to do all the tires." You would be surprised. You actually need to buy a new car. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. But I had already kind of prepped myself for that because my tires were pretty bald. I knew I was at the point where I would need them, whether they're cheating me or not. But still, you know, it was like five hundred dollars to get that done, which sucks. Uh, but so instead of that taking like half an hour, they were like, okay, it'll be like an hour and a half to two hours. So I'm like, ah, well, I live close enough there. Maybe I'll get a scooter and I could scooter back. And I look and there's no scooters anywhere near me, but I'm like, Hey, I've got all this time to kill. I'll just walk to the nearest one. Uh, and it's a while I, I walk in over a mile and there's a scooter it's coming up it's oh it's right near this middle school and i get to it and it's like beat the fuck up <laughs> like someone took a hammer to this thing and it looked like it could ride but i'm not gonna be the test subject so i had to walk like another full mile to the next one and there was a guy outside acting really weird and he was sketching me out and he turns the same direction I was about to turn. So I'm like, gosh, now I'm like following this guy. And the next scooter is in his house. <laughs> what? One of those it's still on the map, but he's taken it and put it behind his gate so that it's his and no one else can ride it. And I was so upset and I... Just like, I'll keep walking to the next one. And after walking miles, (laughs) I don't know how many miles I ended up walking, but like I was coming up to the next one and then I realized I was just at the Vista Theater down the road from my apartment. I'd completely gone all the way around and circled back to my basically like just a little bit away from my apartment. So I just grabbed that scooter and scootered home. But, man, how much time I could have saved if I had just walked home in the first place. <laughs> that it That's what I w- would have recommended. Ugh. Or at least it's because it sounded like you were not walking. You were being counterproductive anyway. <laughs> kind walking of. further yeah. so that you could get to a scooter and go faster. But you go so much faster. <laughs> I mean, sure. Once I got that scooter, I'd be home and like, because I scootered back. That took like less than five minutes. That's a 20 minute walk. But it ended up being an hour. (laughs) (laughs) It was a stupid, stupid day. Well, you know what's not stupid? No. Uh, A listener suggested topics. That's true. And workplace politics is one of them. In fact, the first (laughs) requested episode we ever received. Uh, Yeah, we wanted to sit on it for like 70 episodes, see how it feels. Absolutely. 
Yeah, we were talking. Uh, we both just had a real brain brain block with this one for a year plus. <laughs> Something like, like that. Yeah, I don't know why I was having trouble, and I think I I, I figured it out. And I, it's a weird phenomenon where I'm realizing like. As and hey, this means something to people. As important as work bullshit feels at the time, pretty much as soon as I have a new job, I've forgotten about all the old, <laughs> yeah. the old issues. Uh, and I, I'm not talking about my current job. I like working there, uh, and I don't want to stop working there. Can't stop, won't stop. So uh, <laughs> yeah, I think it took me realizing that uh, to unearth. <laughs> some of those old memories and uh, get in the spirit of this episode yeah i mean i i feel similarly uh you know this is an episode where i have specific things that i'm going to have to talk about vaguely yeah um you know to protect the innocent <laughs> and the guilty <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, like you, I'm in a can't stop, won't stop situation. <laughs> uh, but that doesn't mean that there aren't things uh, within the realm of workplace politics that I want to talk about. Oh, absolutely. Uh, uh, there's, it's, you had mentioned <laughs> that. Uh, you recommended googling the topic yes. workplace politics <laughs> and that would uh that would help you out and i agree it it was helpful it shook some dust off <laughs> yeah yeah i would like to interject real quick and say that my evernote is still up on my phone <laughs> sounds about right <laughs> I've got a big general general question for you when it comes to workplace politics cuz in, in the in this world everyone's got their place and you're supposed to stay in your place unless you're a ladder climber and you got oh, do you have ladder climbing <laughs> instincts No um, hey. and I think that it's because like um and again i i don't want to get too topical with some of these things but um i think it was kind of highlighted during that uh wacky wacky stock market time <laughs> uh, <laughs> where you know you're told like oh well you should if you want to get rich, you got to play the stock market like us. And then people play the stock market and those people at the top of the ladder are like, oh, oh, oh not you can't do it the way you're doing it. It's just for us rich folk. <laughs> and I feel like my ladder climbing instincts are not there because I know that the people at the top of the ladder don't want me to climb. Yeah. And so I just feel trapped at the bottom. <laughs> Uh, you can't let them just be don't worry about what they think <laughs> but that's the thing if i if i try to climb to the ladder they're gonna be you know Bashing pelting me from above yeah don't dumping that that those hot coals on me rolling barrels like don rolling donkey barrels. yeah yeah exactly <laughs> that's the thing a lot of people's 
think that the corporate ladder is like a is a straight up, but it's a zigzagging construction site. Yeah, with barrels and a gorilla with a tie. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> I also am not. I'm not much of a ladder climber. I did a little bit of ladder climbing, but it was on accident. (laughs) (laughs) I fall upwards sometimes. That's Uh, the way I would want to do it. I would want to fall upwards. It's a skill. (laughs) It's a combination of being moderately liked and a lot of bullshit happening around you in my case a lot of people getting fired a lot of people quitting without notice (laughs) and me learning because i'm a learner i love to learn and yeah i got pushed into a situation where like i said a lot of people just back to back to back at a place i was working just quitting without notice and my department fell from (laughs) i had started there and was one of three people and then one of the other people quit without notice and the other one got fired within my first four months. And then I was a department alone. <laughs> and I had to, from nothing, learn like web development and add stuff and working with sales and all sorts of Photoshoppy shit, stuff I did not really do before. Uh, but I did it. I made it work. And they hired someone else, and then he he quit without notice. <laughs> and then they made it a new position, and I was like, you know what? I think I could do this, because <laughs> I'm already doing it, and yeah. I'll accept your money. And then yeah. that happened. It was uh, nice. I felt like a power player. <laughs> yeah, there was one time that I tried to climb the ladder, and I interviewed for a position, and the person hired their friend instead i was like oh this is why i don't climb the ladder yeah it's just other people's friends at the top yeah i need friends (laughs) but that's what the next thing i was gonna say i just thought of that is like that's the big issue we've talked about it before both of us we're not networkers no it's all networking you gotta just be the type of person that can i don't know like, specifically with me, th- there was a point where I... some <sighs> Ladder climbing, networking people have that instinct of like, oh, that's the vice president of the company. I'm going to be very friendly and helpful to them and show them how valuable I am to this company. Uh, I once had a situation where I'd met the VP of the company I was working for and we were having a workplace dinner, and I sat next to the VP for two hours, and I never said hi. <laughs> <laughs> that would be my instinct also. Whenever like uh, higher, higher ups in the corporate um, world uh, are around, I just yeah. make myself... Uh, invisible as invisible as possible or just seems so buried in my work of like wow i'm really trying to make this company work for you (laughs) 
it's we've said that about like flirting and stuff before that's our instinct for everything never face anything head on no (laughs) you just want to be seen out of the corner of someone's eye being either very sexy (laughs) very funny or very hardworking. and if you could be all three you're shooting right to the top of that ladder yeah you don't have to climb the ladder. <laughs> they bring a forklift over. <laughs> uh, but uh, unfortunately, a lot of people at the top of those ladders, not that observant. <laughs> uh, yeah. They're not exactly looking looking down. To also, like... people at the top of the ladder um, didn't necessarily start at the bottom of that ladder. <laughs> True. Uh, that's something that I have found where a lot of people at the top will make a set of, uh, rules and policies having not done the job that they are trying to, uh, oversee. Um, and when the people who do the job are like, Hey, this doesn't work. Here's what would work better. They say, but this is how I want it done. Yeah. And when that happens, I follow their uh, instructions. (laughs) (laughs) I go, I can't believe this. This is so unfair. This is not the way that this should be done. But I have to do it because somebody who makes more money than me sitting at a desk in another state says that I should do it that way. (laughs) I have such a hard time with that. I know we've talked in the past. I've got a, I've got a problem with authority. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why. (laughs) I sure fucking do. Uh, Yeah. Stuff like that drives me fucking crazy. And I, you know, I play ball. I'll, I'll do it. Oh man. That (laughs) it's just a level of, I was going to say something else, but now this just popped into my head. There's a level, not always, but often. <laughs> uh, I'll nicely call it, as nice as I can say it, a level of incompetency <laughs> yes. at some of these higher-up positions. Not always their fault. Like you said, a lot of times it's people with no fucking reason to be that high up the ladder. <laughs> it's just a friend of a friend of a friend. And yeah but in in my line of work where i'm doing a lot of less now but i used to do a lot of kind of creative stuff and making videos and sometimes fun social videos goofy funny videos and the company had wanted me to make a video uh for like one of those company-wide emails or something like that and i me and a coworker like wrote this whole thing and it was like very dumb but it was funny it was like actually pretty funny and we turned the script in and they were just like no but what if you did this and it was, oh my god the ideas were just like the corniest thing and of course you know these are older people and they're like but wouldn't it be funny if you were like 
baseball players and you, you said who's gonna throw the first pitch and you were like our company and then you pitched and it's a home run and they go yeah it's a home run and i'm thinking like those are two different teams <laughs> they can't both be succeeding that wasn't the exact example but uh, very very close to that and sometimes you, you if you play in the game you just gotta be like okay Mm-hmm. Actually, if I'm being honest, we didn't do that. <laughs> we just came up with something else dumb that was a little less embarrassing. <laughs> but it hurts. It makes me grip my teeth, and yeah. I, I don't like it at all. Uh, what I what I was going to add is, I, it's almost like there's no. I just hire the, the hire good people. Just fucking hire good people for jobs. People that know what they're doing. Because on your end, you're saying it's you're constantly seeing that a lot of those aren't people that work their way up from the bottom. And I semi still do, but I worked in the radio industry specifically. I worked for radio stations for a long time, and that is an industry that is like the exact opposite. To a fault, <laughs> where it is everybody <laughs> used to be like a street promo person. You know, when you like go to a, co- you've never gone to a concert, but if you're like driving around downtown <laughs> and you see kids like fucking putting up signs for like, this artist is in town, or like, hey, we got this tent, we're giving away gum. And then <laughs> like, uh, four years later, those children <laughs> are like running the company, uh, and, and that's uh, also comes with its issues. <laughs> yeah, there's also like, hey, and I, uh, I know that there's a lot of reason to, to punch upward in these conversations, ding, ding. but uh, I also don't want to lose track of like the fact that people at your same level or if uh you're in this situation people below you (gasps) can also uh be a problem (laughs) and it's (laughs) you're still kind of having to play the game all the time like working somewhere is just you're playing one big game of yeah in our case just trying to like not have to deal with a lot of the, the bullshit uh just do your job stay invisible yeah and it'll be fine um i don't know there's often in a lot of workplaces a lot of the employees will all kind of you know complain about the same things um but some people will be complaining about things that like are their own fault or because they don't do things correctly. Yes. Um, but I'm the still in, you know, I'm in game mode. Yeah. And so I'm always like a man of the people. Whatever you're complaining about. Uh, oh, man, I think that that's a complaint, too. I'm here to hear it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's, I just want everybody's uh, like gossip and, <laughs> and takes, uh, you know. We're, yeah, work so that I can gossip. hit it against them later. <laughs> <laughs> I stopped playing that game a while ago. It was really just, yeah, this previous job I had where it was just like, 
oh my god the workplace gossip you've never seen anything like it and i've gone it used to be like that's the number one joy <laughs> in going to work yeah is gossiping with friends and talking shit about other coworkers, <laughs> and it's not very nice but uh, work sucks a lot of the time and you, you know you gotta pass it's a the bonding time it's a bonding mechanism. totally uh but this play it just got to a new level where i'm just like this is stressing me the fuck out this is like constant closed door whispering conversations and you know the other party is like trying to listen in <laughs> and wouldn't be above like planting an audio device <laughs> in your office <laughs> like that level of insanity uh, and I started going to therapy at that time, and that's when a therapist helped me realize that, like I am in my real life, I was playing middle child at every job I've ever been to, and the role of the middle child is the peacekeeper, and... I have the younger sister and an older sister, and I've always been in between being like, ah, we're all friends. <laughs> what are you fighting for? <laughs> or going to one side and you're like, yeah, the other one sucks. Yeah. <laughs> Go to the other side and be like, yeah, they suck too. <laughs> <laughs> but once I like that the was... The one thing we can all agree on, though, is that I'm cool. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> but yeah, realizing that was a massive revelation for me. And I'm like, oh... I don't have to do that at work, and that is stressing me out constantly. So I just made an active choice to stay out of it. Like I told them, hey, don't tell your gossip to me. I'm stepping out. You guys deal with it on your own. I'm not going to facilitate. I'm not going to talk to other people for you. I'm not going to talk shit about other people for you. Now, this, granted, lasted maybe a couple months, but yeah, <laughs> it was enough. And it was good. And it was good. <laughs> you you spoke briefly about uh, people beneath you, beneath your station. Yes. I think uh, that's another instinct thing where I think a lot of people, obviously, I mean, I think we've all seen it. People who will see someone who is beneath them or new and will just kind of treat them shitty. Not necessarily like shitty, but just like... Treat them as less than. Yeah. And I find my instinct is just relief. <laughs> I'm relieved to be around anybody that's my level or below. And if I'm in a situation where nobody's above me <laughs> and I can just be chill, that's me at my happiest. I love it. Yeah. I mean, it, when you say, uh, you know, with somebody new, I am awful at introducing myself and welcoming new people into a workplace i'm so bad at it um but in general yeah i i agree with you um i prefer like i have supervisors and have had supervisors that like you know want to be friends and yeah i can be like quote unquote friends yeah but uh, you know, when you're friends with somebody and they do something shitty, <laughs> you can tell them. Right. But when they are also your supervisor, like you can't, you're not really friends because no. you can't say anything. Yeah, that doesn't count. 
that's not friends. Ugh. But yeah, that makes me think about I I, I don't know, now probably not as much, uh, but uh, given COVID COVID times, yes, but, and uh, I want to talk about COVID times certainly. Um, lunch, workplace lunch used to be like the most important thing, which is kind of tough because I like we've talked before. I like having lunch by myself, but I yes. also I like having lunch with a coworker that I'm good friends with. I like having lunch with friends. That's nice. But it lunch seems to be a facilitator for work shit. Like a lot of people a if they're ladder climbing, they'll have lunch with their bosses and try to get to know them better on a personal level. Or sometimes people will just have lunch and have meetings without you. <laughs> work gets done. But I, I hate it, because I'm like, the whole idea of lunch is for me to step the fuck away for a second and breathe, lunch, eat it, don't do any work stuff. Uh, but I've been in a lot of situations. I'm not saying they weren't fun lunches, but like, when you're in it, when you're sharing an office with people, and some people want to do lunch all the time. And that's, this sounds like I'm talking about uh, a good friend of mine. Uh, Cliff, I'm not talking about you. <laughs> I loved having lunch with you every day. But uh, outside of that, when it, it gets like set up as uh, an expectation, like every day you we have lunch together and work things happen, it's fucking exhausting. And it's impossible for me as myself to say... I'm gonna go have lunch without you. It's never gonna yeah. happen. I can't do it. <laughs> right. Our workplace lunches, or have they ever been a, a thing with you? <laughs> no, because I've always worked in jobs where, like, the lunches are relatively staggered. Oh, um, yeah. That's so nice. I've never really had to deal with that. I mean, there are definitely, like, coworkers. In the past where I've been like, hey, we let's try to take our lunches at the same time. Yeah. But I have more control over that um, than, than it sounds like you would. Yeah. Ugh. Uh, speaking of COVID times, I know that your job has been, you know, remote for the last year. Yeah. Um, Woo. And <laughs> mine, <laughs> mine has not. Um but the you know to go back to uh to actually bring two of these things together authority and uh, people at your own level complaining about things that are their own fault <laughs> um, <laughs> we our workplace uh like our break room and and stuff um and our main our department's main work area um we have, on average, on a shift, I would say six or seven people uh, working. Okay. And when we're all in the main workspace, you were definitely closer than six feet. Right. But pretty much everybody has their mask on, aside from a few uh, people who seem to struggle with that. <laughs> um, but one day we all came in. Um, oh, and another department in our, our, um, 
building had had uh, an outbreak, mm. but it wasn't a department that we, uh, unless we chose to go over there, um, that we would have had much interaction with. Yeah. Um, but one day we come in and like our entire room, like only three people can be in there at a time. Uh, a bunch of things are taped off. Seats are gone. A, a whole computer had been removed. Um, uh, the break area, uh, only two people can be in there at a time. A, a bunch of seats had been taped off in there. Um, but no... Bef- well, well, so first, there were... The big thing is, like, all these seats were taped off. But we our schedule wasn't reduced, so we still had more people than there were seats and nowhere for people to go. Oh, no, uh, which is frustrating. A little bit, um, <clears throat> which I guess management didn't think or care about. Um, but then we realized, well, I think we can put two more chairs in this main room and still be six feet apart. Um, and management didn't believe us. And I happened to have because I had gone over to um uh hang something on the wall at my girlfriend's apartment the night before i had a tape measure in my <laughs> backpack and so i measured it out and the each spot we were going to put the chairs was like exactly six feet oh, away yeah. but it didn't matter because that it was an idea that i came up with yeah and that's not how it's going to be done that's not how it's that's not how we do things <laughs> Um, but then there are the people who are complaining at my level of like, this is unfair. This is, we shouldn't, um, we should still be able to like all be in here and they would all bring in chairs, um, (laughs) and sit in there and then they'd get in trouble and then they'd do it again the next day. And it was like, it was this whole thing where they were making it such a worse problem for themselves yeah because they weren't going to make a difference you know sometimes you can make a difference by uh taking a stand and other times you cannot (laughs) (laughs) but uh then some of the people that uh were doing that uh contracted the virus so it was surprise uh, uh, when you yeah when you looked at the scoreboard uh (laughs) management says i told you so (laughs) uh that's tough i i've definitely found over time that most companies on a company-wide level are not looking for change of any kind they're not actually yes. looking for positive change yeah. they're looking for positive same <laughs> can we do exactly what we've always done but get more out of it <laughs> positive same or change that saves money they don't care about saving sure. time sure but if they save money that's good change yes yes uh let me ask you a question okay have you ever hmm. and hey, just just a little spoiler alert. There, I may be asking you this because I have a bit of a story. Okay, but have you ever uh, encountered a problem in the workplace, maybe with a coworker, or maybe you just 
have an idea for how to improve uh, the way things are working. Yes. Have you ever acted upon that instinct and taken it to uh, any sort of superior in your uh, ladder? Yes. Although I'm... Yeah. So, <laughs> my I won't take up too much of your time <laughs> because you have a story. <laughs> but I... We can get back to this. I kind of... I think I got uh, messed up because I had a very... My first job once I had moved to Seattle, I had a great uh, store manager. And she and I became very close. And even though I was so far below her, (laughs) we got on a very good level to where I felt very comfortable coming to her with ideas of how to uh, fix things and make things work better. And I think that's probably been to my detriment because I've, in spite of how bashful I sound, I think in workplaces I end up being a little bit brash and uh, brazen with my ideas but uh you uh well i definitely get a little brash and brazen oh, with yeah it. not so much ideas as much as like remarks that like i probably shouldn't be making yeah you uh, around superiors is that a cop show we can write brash and brazen brash and brazen <laughs> hell yeah coming to usa network you know welcome <laughs> <laughs> um uh yeah i mean the i don't really too often uh, express my ideas for yeah. how to improve things with the exception obviously being when i'm asked if i'm sure. asked then i'll say what i think um i won't just go mm, no i think it's fine um <laughs> but there was one time where a coworker had upset another one of my coworkers, mm. uh, and it it had made her angry, and she had uh, expressed to me that she was angry about it, mm. and I was like, you know what? Uh, the remark was like she had been uh, she had made a a comment, uh, and the other coworker had said, oh, this must be your. Salvadorian fire coming out or something. Oh boy! Like that. <laughs> yeah. And so I was like, you know what? It's time to take a stand. I'm gonna take this to my supervisor. Yeah. Who was also the supervisor of the person who said that. Um, and uh, to be fair, she took it relatively seriously and did an and did an investigation. But with so many things like that, uh, no real consequences other than being like, oh, you're on thin ice, counselor. <laughs> that's that's about the extent of it. Um, and I've experienced that in several jobs where, like, someone is clearly doing something that is against the, like, workplace conduct. Yeah. But s- some myriad of excuses come up to where... We just have to say, hey, please, please don't. Please be a better person. 
it is incredibly difficult to fire someone. I've found out as as I get older and stay in the workforce longer, it takes a lot. <laughs> it does take a lot. That's why, like, it's it's incredible how um, when people uh, uh, dig their own graves on social media and then they lose their jobs. Yeah. Um, how that seems to be like the one thing that seems tried and true uh, in terms of getting someone fired. Well, and that's the big thing is like, I don't get how people don't get it that like social media is there. It's a written thing. It's proof. Yeah. (laughs) Right. You can say something and there's no proof of it. (laughs) Someone could say you said it, but you could say you didn't. And then, ta-da, you still have a job. But if you just posted terrible things, yeah, don't say those things. Stop being terrible, everybody. Be be niceies. <laughs> yeah, this, you know, uh, I mean, I'm sure that if you have 80% confidence, you mm. will do well in, in the workplace. But um, it, all, it comes back to our second most common, what have we learned? Don't be an asshole. Don't be an asshole. Come on. Uh, but to tie back into the the workplace politics thing, there there are ways that you have to um, bring certain things to management and then pretend like you're surprised when it's brought up <laughs> uh, to your department. Like, oh, this must be really serious. My. I had no idea this was going on because you don't want it uh, traced back to you. Certainly not. Snitches and I'm very stitches. good at that. I'm very good at uh, uh, performing in that way. <laughs> <laughs> what? Me? <laughs> well, I never. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Workplace politics. I think we said the the main thing up top and it's just that it's a game it's uh, for however many years you're at that place it's a game unless you're a career person and then it's all a game (laughs) job to job to job jumping from place to place it's all the same game but that's honestly that's why i kind of i mean that sounds like an excuse i also just uh, I don't know. I don't have the drive. <laughs> but, like, that's the main reason I kind of stopped pursuing any sort of career in the film industry. Outside of just, like, getting this job and it kind of working out. It was, I don't know. I, I was a PA. I was fine with that. I didn't hate it as much as some people seem to. I kind of enjoyed working as a PA. But I never at any point had... I even had, like, an amazing uh, director on there who, like, brought me around with him and, like, let me film some part of it. I filmed a part of a pilot for a major network <laughs> and as a PA. And he was, like, teaching me stuff. And I just, like, I don't have the that in me to take that next step on my own. I could keep this forever and just continue being a a PA. I'm very good at that. (laughs) I'm good at staying employed. Uh, But I can't, I don't know. I don't have it in me to do the the little dance 
that would get me up to being like, oh, you're assistant to the cameraman. Oh, you're an assistant cameraman. Oh, you're a camera operator. Oh, look, look at you go. It's <laughs> zippity-doo-dah. I, I couldn't do it. I don't know. It's not my instinct. Yeah, I mean, there's a, a definite thing that they don't teach you in film school, which is how bad of a business the film industry is yeah um, but uh yeah because i i mean i definitely would still like to um be in the film industry but i want all the things that i hate about other supervisors which is i just want to come in on top baby oh yes <laughs> don't make me climb that ladder oh no but yeah i don't know it all kind of soured that dream for me also just realize something about living in LA and being closer to it uh and, and meeting some people who do I'm meeting a lot of people who do work in the industry is really realizing like it's it's the same <laughs> it's it's all just we're all working for the man <laughs> no matter how out there you may feel there's always someone above you taking a shit on your head <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh and those are like 15 hour days on top of it i don't, I don't fucking need that <laughs> yeah, those are big dumps Get out, I, yeah. <laughs> I yeah i i completely agree with that i there's there's a lot of uh of of problems but it does all come back down to it's just a game yeah there there are two ways to succeed in workplace politics i think because I do think, to an extent, what you and I, our instinct is, is still a way to survive workplace absolutely. politics. Because you absolutely stay employed that way. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, but if you want to be that sort of uh, ladder climber, networker, you got to get that 80% confidence. You've got to put yourself out there a little bit more. Uh, in a way that's not uh, uh, threatening and uh, yeah. egotistical. Yeah. You've got to have that 80% confidence and don't be an asshole. Totally. It's, yeah, I kind of, I don't know. I'm just at work. I think I'm just myself when I'm nervous, like in a social situation, which is different than like, just normal. If I'm normally at a so social situation, I'll just be super quiet. But if I'm like super nervous, I might get very talkative, which it might be worse <laughs> depending on what I'm talking about. <laughs> but I feel like, yeah, at workplace, I just become fairly loud and friendly. And I'm just trying to make everybody laugh. And people like that. <laughs> It yeah. Seems. And outside of being uh, let go because my first job was just uh, running out of money, uh, I've never been fired. So I'm pretty good at keeping a job. <laughs> yeah, I've never been fired, although there was that one product demonstration <laughs> job that was 100% commission based. Right. Uh, where they asked me to. Uh, take a moment to decide if this was for me <laughs> and it wasn't uh believe it right. or not i like a steady income Ugh, um, yeah 
Yeah, me too. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and that product demonstrates... I don't know if I've mentioned this part of it, but, like, people don't want to buy things from someone who's not even 20 years old. Yeah. Because they don't trust you. <laughs> um, no. And you're so it's hard sweating to too much. make that commission. <laughs> yeah, well, that part hasn't changed. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, it, that's uh, it's tough to create a steady income when uh, people don't trust you based on Absolutely. your age. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't. I don't. That's again. Uh, that that's why I don't freelance. <laughs> I'm not. Yeah. I'm not entirely great solo. Uh, I work well uh, in a structure, <laughs> a pre-existing structure. I work structure. well I- in a, an environment where people around me <clears throat> are familiar, <laughs> you know? Yes, absolutely. Don't send me place to place. No, God, that'd be terrible. Although I did apply for a temp agency once. Yeah. Um, and they were like, we can't, we can't hire you because you've never worked for a temp agency before. Don't. Are you fucking kidding me? You don't think I know how to answer a phone and print out documents? <laughs> no can do. Well, it's not on your resume, so... Get out! Who knows? <laughs> Get out. Uh, I think that we kind of covered what we've learned already. Uh, am I Am I right? Yeah, I, I'd say my, my thesis statement uh, at the end, I did not go to college. <laughs> <laughs> I give my thesis statement at the end. <laughs> your, yeah, your five paragraph essays are four paragraphs of yeah. intro. <laughs> now that I've said all that, <laughs> let me get to my point. <laughs> but I, I think I've just come to I've come to a very uh, Buddhist mindset with my work, and just come to the place where I'm realizing work is down several tiers uh, in terms of importance in my life. And if shitty things happen, I'll get by. If I got fired, that would be terrible, but I'll I'll make it work. But yeah, I'm a big believer of prioritizing your life (laughs) ahead of that. Uh, Yeah, don't get uh, sucked into your job too hard. It's no fun. That's very Buddhist of you. Very Richard Gere. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, if you enjoyed uh, this episode of this podcast, you can listen yes. to more episodes, past, present, and future, really? on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, anywhere that you get your podcasts. Oh, you can uh, rate, review, comment, subscribe. You can suggest episodes to us like this episode was suggested to us yes. by a listener. <laughs> my my brother in law. <laughs> That's right. Hope it was worth the wait. <laughs> uh, you can also follow us on Twitter at How Do We Human Pod. We tweet those tweets. You can follow us on Instagram at How Do We Human. We got that handle. Uh, speaking of podcasts, I, I was recently a guest on, uh, the (gasps) podcast, The Big Bang Theory Theory. Uh, so if you want to listen to episode 82 of that podcast, uh, you can hear me. Uh, I'm also on an earlier episode of that podcast, but I don't have that number offhand. (laughs) It was... We don't have that number. We don't have that number. (laughs) Uh, it was about two years before episode 82, so... 
You can figure that out. That All right. Uh, Evan? Huh? Do you have anything you'd like to plug? I do. Uh, naturally. Uh, first, I would like to say, I know I said I wouldn't bring it up again, uh, but I gotta talk about himbos. <laughs> Hell yeah, that's you, baby. Because I looked this term up. Guess when it was popularized? When it was first heard of? Uh, 2021, two episodes ago on How Do We... <laughs> 1988 the year of my birth hell yeah <laughs> maybe he's born with it so there's there's uh, any time before your birth we we call bh before <laughs> himbo <laughs> yeah that's true but that's not what i'm here to talk about I'm uh, I'm on a, a rebranding campaign. Uh, are you a user of apple cider vinegar in any capacity? Uh, I'm not, but it sounds good. Oh, <laughs> and I drink it, but it's very good for you. Uh, it's very vinegary. Uh, oh, that's my least favorite of the three ingredients. <laughs> It's mostly vinegary. Uh, but so there's you can get apple cider vinegar, but then you can also get the natural unfiltered apple cider vinegar that has unfiltered pieces in it. So it looks very kind of not smoky, but you know what I mean. Uh, unfiltered. <laughs> there's yeah. l- little bits floating around in it and shit like that. And that's the stuff that's really good for you. You know, take a shot of that and puts hair on your chest. <laughs> no, but it's like supposed to be really good for your like immune system, I believe. But uh, what they call that on the bottle is the mother. <laughs> it says apple cider vinegar with the mother. Oh, my God. Which sounds very witchy to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> kind of coveny. Uh, I don't like it. I don't like it. But next time you're at the store and you're looking at look at apple cider vinegar and it's it'll say either, either you say nothing or it'll say now with the mother, <laughs> which is delightful. But I, I'm looking to rebrand that something a little more positive because uh, that sounds like I said, I don't know. I just, it, it doesn't make me go, ooh, I can't wait to drink the mother. <laughs> it sounds spooky. It sounds very spooky. And we're nowhere near Halloween anymore. We're past no. that. So I'd like to introduce you to Apple Cider Vinegar, now featuring Mama's Little Bits. Uh, <laughs> the same old unfiltered natural <laughs> apple cider vinegar, but with a fun twist. Uh, so keep an eye out at your supermarket for uh, some apple cider vinegar featuring Mama's Little Bits. <laughs> well, I'll tell you this. Hmm? This rebranding would definitely not make me want to purchase the product any less. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> what, what do you got going on? Uh, you know, I don't know. I've told you before. I've told the listeners uh, I've had it up my, to here. <laughs> my girlfriend has got me deep into Bachelor Nation. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, I am surprisingly invested in this franchise. It happens. Now. And I don't know if you've heard the recent news, but uh, there's uh, been some uh, controversy uh-huh. in the Bachelor space. 
um, where some photos uh, have been unearthed uh, of a front runner contestant this season uh, <gasps> uh perhaps with some uh, uh cultural appropriation oh. uh, things of this nature um and for a long time she was not she had not made any comments on it presumably because her contract would not let her speak out until sure. either she was eliminated or her the season was over i don't know uh but <laughs> The host of The Bachelor and Bachelorette, Chris Harrison, recently came out and did an interview where uh, he um, took a stance that was not uh, what you might consider a good move or a good (laughs) look. Um, And so there have been a lot of petitions to get rid of Chris Harrison. Uh, personally, I'll be surprised if, if the show gets rid of him, but that being said, Hey, bachelor and or bachelorette, if you need a new host, (laughs) I want to be that guy. My name is already Chris. That's true. And this show features and uh, dare I say, marries my two favorite things, finding love and petty manipulation of others. (laughs) And so I really feel like uh, I would be the perfect choice. I put this out in a tweet uh, yesterday, and um, it's already gotten four likes. So things are heating up. Uh, ABC, you're going to want to get on this. You hear that? That's uh, the way he said things are heating up. You can hear that. You could hear that. This season of The Bachelor, things are heating up. And this and I, you know, season... I've seen... <laughs> oh, sorry. Go ahead. On The Bachelor, uh, it's even hotter. <laughs> I love the dramatic pause. You can hire us as a team. <laughs> Not yeah. maybe, maybe they like one of us more than the other, but... Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, please hire I'll us bring as a team. To the that'd, be, that'd be so exciting. <laughs> Uh, I, I've only seen two episodes or two seasons rather of the bachelor franchise. Yeah. Um, cause I really wanted them to get their footing. Um, <laughs> but I, uh, of the two, I, I know that a key part of our job would be, uh, in the promotional, uh, uh, campaign, the most dramatic season of the bachelor yet. Yeah. Or the most dramatic season of The Bachelorette you've ever seen. Whoa. You've got to highlight that it's the most dramatic. Absolutely. Why else would I tune in? Why else? I um, I really want this job. I know I said <laughs> I wanted to be the Jeopardy host, and I yeah. did. And I still do, because we're still cycling through some guest hosts. And don't get me wrong, I want to be the host of Jeopardy, but yeah. this is more my speed (laughs) i feel more qualified for this job hell yeah and if you need some uh some himbos on there uh, oh that franchise is all about the himbo i'll come by i'm I'm taken at the moment but uh, i could use the television exposure to climb my (laughs) way up that ladder whoa full (laughs) circle Ah, I fell off the ladder. Fuck. (laughs) 
You know what else is a full circle? Hmm. The first letter in... Okay, <laughs> bye! <laughs> okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs>